One of the next big steps will be with all the data, you can also start using algorithms or other industry best practices to try to predict what is going to happen. Welcome to the Cloud ERP Playbook. In this show, we're going to speak with business leaders about their journeys to cloud ERP adoption. Cloud ERP is a key enabler for business innovation, helping companies to develop new business models to avoid being disrupted, gain efficiencies to reinvest into growth, and transform mission-critical systems without risk. I'm Bob Parker, Senior Vice President, Enterprise Applications, Data Intelligence, Services, and Industry Research for IDC. And I'm Mickey North Rizza, Group Vice President for Enterprise Software at IDC. It's our third and final episode of the season, Succeed in a Changing Environment with Continuous Innovation. And today we'll be chatting with Freddie Carselmakers, Global IT Business Partner for DSM Finance and Procurement. Royal DSM is a purpose-led global science-based company in nutrition, health, and sustainable living located in the Netherlands. DSM is fairly early in their cloud ERP journey, but we wanted to have this conversation because they have done an excellent job of identifying the business benefits of a move to S4 HANA Cloud. Okay, let's get into it. Freddie, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, let's let's jump right in. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey with SAP so far? Yeah, thanks for having me. We basically started with a very complex ERP landscape, which grew through mergers and acquisitions. And our finance functions really wanted to go to the next level. But we were hampered by the complexity of our landscape. And as such, we started with the rise journey with implementing sample finance in order to establish a central layer for our finance function. Excellent. We're seeing many organizations see industry experience as a differentiating factor. Is that true for you as well? Yeah, indeed. So in the past, we engineered everything. We are also an engineering company. But now we said we have two main program principles. One is we stick to standard, and in this case, standard software. The other one is let's not be special. Let's adopt industry best practices. So, Freddie, a quick question from Mickey here. When you look at the finance side of it, I heard you mention that your finance wanted to move to a different aspect. What was driving them and why go forward there? Yeah, two main drivers. Uh, One is we want to give better, faster, and more granular insights. That's one. Uh, And the other one is to have more efficiency. So working in all those different systems uh, with a different model, that obviously takes more time than if you can work in a single system with a common setup. Yeah, makes sense. And S4 HANA, is that part of the play here as you go forward? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we uh, implemented the central finance, which is based on S4 HANA. On top of that, we have a group reporting for the uh, consolidation, and we also use the sub analytics cloud and a couple of other solutions uh, of uh, SAP. Freddie, could you talk a little bit about software robotics? Are they part of the finance system? Uh, yes, we still have uh, robotics, but they're mainly uh, still working in our ECC systems. Some of them will become obsolete through automation that we have now in s and some others we might uh, need to redirect to this new platform. How long are you going to be on ECC? I mean, it sounds like you're in the middle of a transition. Uh, how long we will be on ECC is not known yet. So okay. our uh, primary processes still are on ECC and we're working on a roadmap, but for sure that will take a couple of more years. Actually, finance is the first function in DSM to move to s Okay. And then how does the rest of that roll out? Are they by divisions, uh, different groups? How does the rest roll into s That's something we are still working on. Eh? So for sure, we will have some type of system rationalization, but whether we will move to one big s system for the whole uh, company or whether we will have one per region or one per business unit, that's still in the works. So we don't have a site on that yet. 
And and how about the employees? Is it just finance that's gone through the new training and learning the new skills to get to that next level? Yeah, it's mainly finance and to a little extent also the business, but it's mainly finance because they are supporting the business and giving them the right insight and having the right types of discussion. So it's 98% finance and maybe 2% some other folks. So as finance transitions there, what are you hearing back from them about the new SAP S4HANA system? Um, I think the initial feedback is very good for two reasons. One is they finally have one common system with all the right data. And in the past, we spent a lot of time on trying to reconcile FICO with COPI or with our consolidation solution. And the second one is that also the user experience is better. Based on the Fury apps and the sub-analytics cloud, they give a nicer experience than the traditional SAP screens. So once you're through this roadmap that you're talking about, what's your vision for the organization? What is sort of the post-implementation transformation you think is in front of you or the opportunity for that? Yeah, so the, one of the key visions we have with the program is that this is, of course, a big transition with its own business case, but we also see it as a big stepping stone for the future. So if you think about central payments or doing all your closing activities in this layer, so on top of this layer, for sure, in the future, we will add more and more capabilities. Yeah, we see the CFO, uh, I've heard Mickey say this several times, becoming less of a scorekeeper and more of a, a coach or an advisor. Is that kind of the vision of your CFO working with you on this? Uh, I think partially, yes. So the main step up that finance wants to do is I want to become a strategic business partner, which means not explaining the numbers and that they are different and why they're different, but really having done the analysis up front and having a true business discussion with the BG director or with an operations director. So that's a completely different way of engaging with uh, with your business colleagues. What does that engagement look like? I, I heard you talking about the fact that they're going to start talking together, but are they making decisions together? Are they re-looking at trying to make a different performance factor? What are the things that are bringing them together based on what you're getting from this new system and what kind of decisions will they make out of it? Yeah, so we have a very granular insight on all our financials, right? That's one of the big benefits of the system. It's not only aggregated data, but you can really go to the document level. So that also enables you to make any slice and dice of the financial information that you want, be it on region or product segment or industry. And that helps you to fine tune the discussion you have with an operations director or with a marketing and sales director, for example. Because you have the data at hand, And the next step, of course, is also trying to look forward because we're still looking backward. One of the next big steps will be with all the data, you can also start using algorithms or other industry best practices to try to predict what is going to happen. And that in itself changes the conversation as well. I was going to say the prediction really allows you to start looking at the business and say, where are we trying to go and what are we going to get done as we get there, right? Indeed. So this transformation, it sounds like it's, IT and finance coming together? Are there any other changes coming through as you go down this pathway? Uh, No, it's mainly finance and IT indeed. I think the good thing in our company is this is really a finance-driven program. Yes, there's a very big IT component, but I think one of the big differences with our program compared to our peers is that with our peers, IT was pushing it because we needed to go to a new system for SAP. In DSM, it's finance really driving this. It's helping them to achieve their vision so we are partnering with finance to enable them to uh, to make that. 
If I step back and I look at some of the components of finance here, if I look at the spend and expense side, are you tying that in from, let's say, a procurement side and uh, SAP concur? And then what about the sales side? How does that coming together? Yeah. So uh, in principle, any financial transaction is in the system, uh, whether it's procurement related, operations related or sales related. However, it's mainly looking to finance. Huh? So the example you give, if you look to spend, yes, we have the spend per vendor in this case, but we don't have the purchase order related data and the contract coverage, right? That's not covered in our system, but the financial view on working capital or on spend or on the sales outstanding, that is uh, of course in. More from our conversation with Freddie right after this. Rise with SAP provides your company with a guided journey to cloud ERP, so you can develop new business models, drive new efficiencies, and modernize mission-critical systems to help you grow, all while avoiding disruption and interruptions. Become an intelligent, sustainable enterprise in the cloud. Rise with SAP comes with a tailored-to-fit cloud ERP that adapts to your organization's unique transformation requirements industry next practices, extensibility options, analytics, business process transformation capabilities, and outcome-driven services. To learn more about Rise with SAP and how companies drive business innovation with the solution, contact your SAP partner or visit our website at sap.com forward slash Rise. Now back to our conversation. Can you talk a little bit about the implementation partner you're using and sort of what were the key factors for choosing SAP in that particular partner? Yeah, so the partner we have selected was already supporting our finance function in the past. So they knew our company quite well. They knew our finance function quite well and also the way we are organized. And that, of course, helps if you are going to a transformation journey. And as I said, it's mainly a finance program. So basically the finance knowledge uh, together with bringing in the Asfahana knowledge, that was the main reason for going with this partner. And SAP, was it the sort of incumbent vendor? So they were the likely choice or did you look at other alternatives? No, we actually looked at other alternatives because we had two choices. One was, are we only going to replace our consolidation system? Because technically it was still running, but functionally basically reached the end of its life. So we still had the option, we only replace our consolidation system, or are we really taking a big step and establishing a one finance platform for the whole company? Now, in the end, the vision of the finance function was we go full-fledged. Yeah, and to establish this common data model, CFIN was basically the only option, which ties nicely into our ECC backend systems. So can we talk a little bit about change management? It's always the challenge. So how would you summarize your approach to the people issues of this implementation? What are you doing there? Yeah, so many projects always talk about change management and that it should be done. The big benefit is since it was a finance-led program, also the change management was part from the early beginning. So we had uh, walk-to-walk sessions and weeks. We had a lot of demo sessions to the community, had different approaches to stakeholder groups of this program continuously along the journey. So not only during the training of the people, but as of the beginning of the program, constantly engaging with the rest of the community. I think we may have covered this already, so forgive me if you feel like you've answered it already, but 
I'm thinking about what's the vision after the digital business. Once you have the finance in place, are you looking at expanding across the company into other areas as well? Or yeah, yeah, we partly address it. Huh? So for finance, we will build additional capabilities on top of this platform. How huh? whether it's in the payment factory area or in credit management or moving to advanced closing, for example. So for sure, additional capabilities will be developed. While in parallel, uh, we're also looking what are we going to do with our underlying ECC systems. And most likely, uh, the core processes will remain in SAP, so they will also move to S4HANA. But will that be one system or several systems? And secondly, will it be implemented on our current CFIN layer or as a separate uh, standalone S4HANA system? That is all still okay. in the works. But this is one of the key building blocks, that's for sure. Okay. And that gives you the foundation or the options to do, maybe it's integrated business planning on the supply chain side or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So the other thing I'm curious, it's a finance-centric project. Can you talk a little bit about governance, risk, and compliance? Are you using the SAP tools there? And maybe talk about that just a little bit. So we are still using the ECC-based GLC system. Uh, which we use for two purposes. One is the uh, segregation of duty screening uh, for the authorization conflicts. And secondly, for our internal control framework. And uh, we also do that via GRC. Uh, so all the controls are defined and the reports that people need to run uh, periodically, they upload that as evidence into GRC. And also as a result of this program, some new controls were introduced and some other controls became obsolete because they were hardwired in the system. So it sounds like SAP is providing some good tools to sort of interrogate the ECC system and help you determine what you need to address and what can go forward? Uh, in general, yes. The, the the challenge you still see a bit is the communication between on-prem and cloud systems. Uh, uh-huh. So there are some techniques for that. It's not ideal yet. Uh, also, SAP is still a transition to the cloud. So for sure, in the coming years, that will also uh, further improve. So the hybrid approach, it sounds like it's leaving some issues you still have to pull together and then connect properly. Is that true? Indeed. Are you using any sort of tools or anything there to help you go through it? Or does your partner have some tools that are helping you with that? We use some SAP tools like the business transformation platform and the cloud integration gateway. So we use some of the tools of SAP to connect the system with each other and as much as possible standard because that's one of our principles. Uh, but you see, sometimes uh, there are some limitations in cloud systems and there are some challenges on premise side. But at least we got it to work. And yeah, of course, once you fully move to the cloud, life becomes much more easier. But it takes some time to get there. So just help me with one thing, because this I didn't take away from the conversation. When is the journey of the cloud expected to at least tip you into the cloud completely? Is that a ways? Is I, I heard a couple of years in transformation, but... Yeah, so in principle, the ECC systems are supported till 2027 now with an option to extend to three years. So before 2030, we need to have completed our journey. And that's also what we envision to do. Whether we will do that in the next five years or whether we need eight years, that's still to uh, to be defined. What do you think others would want to know as you go through this process of, of lessons that you think that would help them, kind of a lessons learned approach? Yeah, I think sharing lessons learned is quite important. Of course, the context that we have for our program might be a bit different, but I think there are a couple of key lessons learned that you can take. The first one is, first of all, it has to be a finance program, otherwise don't start. I would really recommend that to everybody. 
The second one, uh, although uh, processes and organizations are affected, but if you really look into it, it's a data project. Right? It's all about data, data, data. And there you need to have a solid strategy to make sure that you have accurate data, that you have sufficient time to test it, to map it, because we have seen it's quite a painful exercise, how easy it may seem, map your data to the new system. We have seen it take some time before people really understand what the effect of their decisions is. So focusing on data and having a good finance lab, I think are the, the most important lessons learned. Great, thank you. Well, Freddie, it looks like you've provided the ingredients for a very healthy business going forward. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing this journey with us. And maybe we can check back in in a year or so and see how it's all progressing. For sure. For sure, we will have some exciting news to share then as well. Excellent. Thank you, Freddie. Thanks for having me. Well, this episode was all about succeeding in a changing environment. And one environment that is evolving rapidly is the C-suite specifically the office of the CFO. Yes, as you said, the CFO is moving away from that scorekeeper role and more into that coaching or advisory role. And that role can be less reactive and much more predictive as CFOs are more easily able to access and leverage the data. Yes, it's an exciting time. And as we look ahead to the evolving governance landscape, CFOs with the right tools are going to be able to make changes to their orgs as fast as their compliance officers say it's legally possible. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Bob. It will be interesting to see because it'd be great if they could. Thank you all for listening to the first season of the Cloud ERP Playbook. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Please feel free to share or give us a positive review. I'm Bob Parker. And I'm Mickey North Talk to you again soon.